The Pat Kenny Show on News Talk with Matter Private Network. During current restrictions, don't ignore your health concerns. Our expert team is ready to help. Well, now it's time to say hello to Porik Horkin, he of the Horkin Garden Centre family. He's going to take your questions. Porik, good morning. A very good morning to you, Pat. Now, people often associate the planting of vegetables with spring and summer, but autumn uh, could be the best time to plant some edibles. It's a fantastic time to plant edibles and soil conditions and weather conditions are absolutely ideal at the moment, Pat. For many of our listeners, they may be digging out some of the main crop potatoes. They're clearing areas within their vegetable garden or raised beds. And now is a perfect time to plant vegetables that will grow through the winter period. So I'm thinking of plants like Swiss chard, which is really easy to grow. Kale can be planted as plants at this time of year. You've got the lovely spring and early summer cabbages like hispane and pixie, purple sprouting broccoli, plants like Japanese onion sets, Pat, and and garlic can be planted directly out of doors at this time of year. And of course, all the hardy herbs that we're going to use around the Christmas period, like parsley, winter savoury, sage, of course, rosemary and thyme, they are perfectly hardy out of doors and will continue to grow through the autumn and winter period. And remember, many of our edible plants you can plant simply in raised beds like the veggie pod or veggie bag, or indeed in window boxes or patio planters. So you don't necessarily need a vegetable garden. And of course, other edible plants like our fruiting plants, apples, pears, plums, and all our soft fruits like strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, they can be planted again at this time of year for fruiting next summer. So it's a great time to plant edibles. Very good. Now, the questions are coming in thick and fast. Um, I would love to grow a wildflower area in my garden. Can I still shake wildflower seeds at this time of the year? And also, what bulbs might I mix in? Oh, it's, it's a wonderful time of year. And if you think what nature is doing, Pat, nature is producing wildflower seed at the moment and that seed has been cast during the month of October and early November and our our temperatures at the moment they're well above 10 degrees so wildflower seeds will actually germinate through the autumn and early winter period so my advice is to clear off the area rake it off put down some garden lime because wildflowers love garden lime and then collect get a collection of wildflower seeds to suit the area and remember that Wildflowers come in a whole range of different types from dwarf varieties right up to really tall varieties that you can use for cutting. And a great idea is to incorporate spring flowering bulbs like our favourites, the crocus, the snowdrops, the little dwarf narcissi, because they'll flower in the springtime and your wildflowers then will come into flower from June Mm. onwards. So it's a brilliant project to do at this time of year. Well, a related question. Any advice on spring bulbs to pick for a school planting project, please? Would like to try some indoor ones as well. Okay, well, a great project for children because bulbs are very tactile. So for indoor, there are three probably ones I'd recommend. First is the amaryllis, which produces really big, huge flowers. If you plant them now, they're like a mini turnip. You'll purchase them in your local garden centre. You simply pot them up, pot the amaryllis bulb up, give it a good watering, sit it on the classroom windowsill, and it'll come into growth over the winter period and come into flower just around Christmas time. You can also use scented hyacinths which are beautiful. They normally flower in the spring, but if you get the prepared hyacinths 
and pot them up this time of year, leave them out for about six weeks out of doors and then take them in just before Christmas and they come into flower during the Christmas period and of course they produce that beautiful, wonderful scent. And the final one I'd plant are paper whites which come in yellows and in whites and again they can be simply potted up at this time of the year and again kept inside to flower for the Christmas period and they make beautiful gifts as well Pat for children. 30 year old pyracantha established lots of berries but it's showing evidence of mould discolouring on the leaves any recommended treatment that's from Liam and what a beautiful plant. Pyracanthas are at their best at this time of year. They're full of berry. When you get a mould on it, it can be two things. First of all, you can get a thing called sooty mould, which is like soot. It's like you're shaking soot onto the leaves. It rubs off easily. And that's a sign that the pyracantha were attacked by aphids earlier on in the springtime. So aphids, once they feed on pyracantha, these are the little green fly, they produce a, a sticky residue and and sooty mould grows on that and, and discolours the leaves and, and often the berries as well. It can also be, it could be a little bit of scab as well, pyracanthus scab, which we often get in apple trees as well. And that tends to be more impregnated into the leaves. The solution is to apply something like Rose Rescue or Rose Clear that we normally use in our roses in spring and early summer. So if you apply that when the pyracantha has finished flowering at the end of April, early May, that'll keep both the aphids and the scab away from the leaves. I've got a large olive tree in my garden, about nine feet high, but it's in a pot that's just under one metre wide. Should I put it into the ground or will it stay happily in that pot forevermore? That's from well, Anne. And not forevermore, but olives do particularly well in containers. It's a Mediterranean plant. It likes a free-draining soil. And if anything, the root, the root structure likes to be kept confined. If the pot is one metre wide, then it's going to last for several years. What you can do is top dress. Take off maybe four to six inches of the top layer of compost and replace it with a good soil-based compost like a John Ennis compost and add a little bit of slow-release fertiliser to that. Generally speaking, olives need to be repotted every six to maybe eight years as a rule of thumb. So fantastic pot for a container, but do move it on every six to eight years and top dress it every spring. Roseanne has been on. I'm trying to my hand at growing over winter in my new tunnel, starting off easy with three different varieties of green salads. Any tips rewatering? Are they relatively frost proof within the tunnel, even on the coldest nights? Absolutely. And and you get lettuce plants, winter lettuce at this time of year to, to grow. All the plants I mentioned earlier, Pat, the Swiss chard, the kale, the Japanese onion sets, the garlic, any of those would be perfectly suitable in a polythene tunnel and would grow quite happily. And you'll get regular pickings right through the autumn and winter period, right through Christmas. Herbs could be planted up in the tunnel as well. So, and even some flowering flowers to, to bloom next season. So I'm thinking of plants like anthuriniums or English marigolds. They will germinate this time of year within the tunnel and grow during the winter period for planting out next spring. You could also pot up some of the bulbs that we talked about and leave them in the tunnel and they again will grow through the winter period for planting out next spring. So it's a great project. Uh, another project. I just bought a house that has a greenhouse that has loads in it. I would love to maintain this, but I have no idea what I should be doing. Where do I start? <laughs> well, my advice is maybe pop into your local garden centre, take a couple of pictures of what's there already, bring it into your local garden centre and they'll advise you what to do. So depending on the plants that are there, but a greenhouse or a polytunnel is a fantastic resource during the winter period. You can garden literally 12 months of the year having one and it keeps the, the worst of the elements, the frost and the heavy rain off your plants for the winter. So my advice is to take some pictures and 
pop into your okay. garden. Mary- Marianne's been on. Uh, this is the final one. What types of trees would do you recommend for a small garden that will add colour and grow quickly? Now, this is one I can't pronounce, but I'll have a go. Amelanchier Lamarki has been yeah, recommended. Amelanchier. That's a lovely plant called the snowy mesplus pot. And it gets the name because it produces literally thousands of snow-coloured flowers in springtime. A beautiful small tree. So I'd highly recommend that. That's the snowy mesplus. Really nice plant. Liquid ambers are beautiful at the moment. Maybe some of the roan trees like Sorbus Joseph Rock makes a beautiful small tree. White flowers in the spring. Yellow berries at this time of year. You've also got a variety called Comixta. So there's lots of really good small flowering and berry trees that you can plant at this time of year in October and early November are the best time to plant a broadleaf tree. Very good. Pori Corkin, thank you very much for joining us and that's all we have time for today.